Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today, we're taking a little break from our lessons and doing an interview that we just couldn't sit on any longer with Amy Wall of Love Amy Skin. I'm telling you, you're going to love this interview. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Jay Pryor life coach, speaker, and author of Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power, a practical guide to transformation. My definition of transformation is chipping away at everything that is not your highest, best self. In our podcast, Doing the Work with Jay and Becca, we take on personal transformation to have you show up powerfully in your life and business. And I'm Becca Booth, marketing strategist focusing on strategy, sales, and social, and I'm the guinea pig. So I'm the one doing the work right along with Jay, and I'm the fresh face to it. So I'm still new at all of this stuff and learning along the way. So I'm ready to learn along with you. Listen to our podcast, and we know our commitment to you is that we leave you inspired, lifted up, and no matter what, knowing that you're on the right path as long as you're willing to take progress, not perfection, to create your life exactly the way you want it. All right, so here we go. Welcome. We are here today with Amy Wall, um, who is an amazing, amazing, well, I, I guess I was going to say cosmetologist, but that's not what you are. Esthetician. 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 Not only, not yeah. a, the esthetician. The esthetician. The right. esthetician of the year. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yay. Which I think is probably the best place to start because I think that that story um, just made my week. Because um, you had sent me some information, your bio, uh, for this podcast So as we were prepping for it. And in that bio, you had said that you were Esthetician of the Year. And so I was like, wow, <laughs> this lady's got some stuff going on. I was like, this is impressive. <laughs> And then um, later, you came back and had told me that the you it hadn't even been announced yet. No, nope. that you had just put it in there. You declared it. I declared it. That's right. I had written the bio, and I had been doing. Um, I practice. I am statements. So I am. I am all about the power of I am, and that's sort of my law of attraction tool of note that has been successful for me. And I had been declaring I am the winner of the skin games for about a year since I since I entered the contest. And when I gave you the bio, it was 10 days out from the actual contest, um, the, the event where there was going to be a final interview in front of 14 of the top scientists, formulators, ingredient experts, and uh, skincare professionals around the world from Japan, Belgium. Um, all of the top oh top people. So the last thing about winning the contest was going to be this interview uh, in a closed room in front of all these people. So I hadn't known whether I'd won or not. And uh, yeah, I decided to just put it out there. And I was nervous about that because I really didn't want to come back and tell you that I hadn't won, but I did. You did. That's I'm, fantastic. I love it. That's I kind love of a it. big deal, Amy. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, 
So tell us a little bit about that journey, and, and so we can just get to know you a little bit better and the work that you do. Um, obviously, you have been in this field for a while, which has get, gotten you to this place, but so we want to sort of hear the story of Amy and the work that you've been doing. Great. Well, it starts um, as a little girl. I grew up in a little town called Mendocino, which is about four hours north of San Francisco, and it's located on the edge of the Pacific Ocean in redwoods and wine country. A beautiful, beautiful place. My parents escaped here um, in the summer of love to, you know, get away from the establishment. And which they say is, <laughs> they say is 70, 1970, but a lot of people would assert it was nineteen sixty nine. Well, I was born. I was born in nineteen sixty nine, so it was okay. it was nineteen sixty nine. And uh, <laughs> that's when Woodstock we, happened. Yeah, that's yeah so we found ourselves saying, up yeah. here, uh, you know, a few years later. And um, so my parents were progressive hippie types, super into natural foods and um, expanding their minds in all sorts of ways, you know, chemical and, and non-chemical as you can imagine and we just had like all of the books in the bookshelf you know the secret life of plants um autobiography of a yogi transcendental meditation um you know island by adults huxley and things like that so that made a big impact on me and um when i graduated from high school i was just kind of floundering around didn't know what i was going to do ended up moving to hawaii got into the hospitality business and when I moved home to Mendocino, just as on, on a break from finding out what I wanted to do, I ended up getting pregnant with my high school boyfriend and uh, then started living here again, raising my child and continuing being in the hospitality business. So when I was 34, I became an esthetician thinking, you know, that would be a great way to make a living in a small town. And there wasn't a lot of people doing it at that point. So... Being an esthetician in a really small town, there aren't a lot of opportunities, but I always just had a really big vision for myself, and I have always practiced the law of attraction, even though I didn't know that that's what it was. I just practiced being in possibility, and actually, a connection that Jay and I have is the Landmark Forum, which I attended when I was 17 years old. You attended the Landmark Forum at 17? Yes. Oh my gosh. So That's incredible. <laughs> So I always I love your parents. Yeah, well, they you know they they had their their issues too, but we just you know there was a lot of possibility. And I also I want to mention about my career is that when I was about ten, eleven, twelve, I was very fascinated with the back of the shampoo bottle and the back of the you know the bottle of lotion in the cupboard. I would always read the back of the shampoo bottle and go, hmm, I wonder if this hydrolyzed wheat protein ingredient is corresponding with the adjective bouncy in the description. And I did not grow up with TV because my parents were hippies and I was obsessed with commercials and advertising. So I had my own club. I had a girls club wherein to be a part of my club, you had to reenact skits out of a magazine ads that we would cut out of magazines and put in a tissue box and you had to pull out <laughs> you had fun. to pull out a random ad and then you had to reenact it in front of me and re and remake the jingle so i love marketing and i love it <laughs> <laughs> so it just was kind of natural that i ended up you know 
where my love in the uh, aesthetics industry is, is formulating and products. I am absolutely just entranced by the magical properties that a bottle of skin potion can do. You know, it's alchemy. It can transform you. There's just something really magical about that. So that's just a little bit about my journey and what I'm passionate about. And so to keep going with that, you have now taken that to the degree that you have, you're starting to, you're creating your own line. Is that yeah, right? I just, I just am about to launch my own product line and I should go back a little bit. So I'm living in this small town. I'm doing, I'm doing facials on w women and I am also, uh, I got on the internet as soon as the internet was invented and I thought I have to be the best at this est esthetician stuff. I can't, I don't have any time to waste being average. Um, I had been working for a pretty famous restaurateur named Margaret Fox from a little restaurant called Cafe Beaujolais that became nationally known. And she taught me how to just to be the best at everything that we did. You know, you don't put something on the plate unless it's made from the best ingredients and it's presented in the best possible way. So I had taken my hospitality industry experience and just really tried to elevate what I did to the highest level. You know, it wasn't just waitressing. I was taking care of somebody. So with that training that I'd received in that restaurant, I did that in my own business. And because I was brand new at it, I just thought I have to, I have to get to be the best at this. So before there was Facebook groups and all of that, there was something called MSN message boards. And so I connected with people all over the country that were estheticians and I started networking and interacting with them. Like, so this is, uh, gosh, you know, late nineties, right when the internet was kind of new. And, um, so with that, I had always had a lot of connections with people all over the country. And when I had a big life circumstance happen, my husband, um, got sick and then consequently got into some legal troubles, um, which I'd be happy to discuss if you're interested in it. Um, I had to make some big life changes and I thought I just can't, I can't just do waxing and bridal makeup and all these different kinds of facials. I just can't, this, I can't do this. It's, it's not working for me. So I ended up getting the opportunity, which is a, also a really crazy manifesting story to work for the top scientist and formulator of our time um, who makes most of the raw ingredients for all the skincare labs in the world. He is the man who invented the peptide, which is a short chain amino acid ingredient, which has revolutionized the skincare industry. So I had helped him launch his own uh, line called Vital Assist, and I was his educator and... That was what I did for the last couple of years. Um, and then after that, with that knowledge, I have been launching my own line. And it is, it is just about ready. That's amazing. So you have really sort of come into your own underneath being an esthetician. It was, it was to you, it was more than, you know, a facial and a waxing. It was really trying to figure out, I mean, from sort of reading about you, from a, a more of a natural perspective, like knowing what's in your skincare and, and um, making sure that you're using really high quality products, um, was that? I mean, what? How did that sort of 
I, I, you talked a little bit about it, you know, like you were like, I need it to be more with you, with what happened with your husband. Um, I, I, I don't know. For me, it's like, that's a huge jump to be like, I'm going to start creating product. Well, I always, I always was very concerned about what was in the product being very high quality. And so I'd always aligned myself with product lines that had great ingredients. And the professional skincare industry were kind of set apart because we actually have products that can change the tissue of the skin. Um, but, you know, there's also a lot of fillers and a lot of junk ingredients that are out there. And then there's a lot of fear factoring within the natural skincare industry about what you're putting on your face and how it could be possibly toxic. You know, the 10 toxic things that's your face cream is giving you that's killing you and I just mm-hmm. thought you know there has got to be a better way than getting people to buy natural products by scaring them about what's in the ingredient deck you know we have sites like the environmental working group the ewg.org which a lot of people that are concerned with what's in their products go and take as you know the bible when it's got a lot of inform- misinformation they're actually an environmental lobbyist um association and I just was like you know I am passionate about telling people what really is happening what to look for and giving everything a positive spin and then also at the same time I had gone through such a hard time with what was happening with me personally and trying to find my own way was you know getting into the middle-aged years and I just started realizing that when I was putting on my products in the morning and touching my own face, that that was such an opportunity, even though it was just a couple of minutes, that I was connecting with myself. And so I really just went back to basics with, you know, the stuff that Louise Hay taught me all those years ago. It's like, I love and approve of myself. I would look at myself in the mirror, put on my skincare products and tell myself, I love and approve of myself. And a light bulb really went off. It's like, there's something here. And so at the same time, I wanted to create a life for myself and leverage the internet and create an online space where I could support my husband so he wouldn't have to work so hard. And I could support myself and I could connect with people all over the world because that really lights me up. You know, I met Jay because I listened to him on a podcast and I literally had to like pull over on the side of the road and send him an email because I was so excited. I just love connecting with people. So I thought, how could I create something that would benefit people in this already overcrowded space of the skincare industry? I mean, the world, does it really need another skincare product? It doesn't because what I know is I'm going to be able to give my clients really a backstage pass to the skincare industry. What I know is that there's only a few labs that are making all of the skincare products in the world. So it's their marketing machines. Most skincare products are marketing machines. So I tried to create something that had a different spin in an overcrowded market. And what I came up with was... Skincare is an opportunity to practice self-care in a very busy, overcrowded world, right? So it's, I created, um, which I haven't quite launched to the public yet, but by the time that this podcast airs, you'll be able to find out more about it at loveamyskin.com, is my I am 
personal plans. So the I is ingredients and intention coming to the mirror with the right ingredients for your skin with some intentionality. The A is affirmations using I am statements while you look at yourself in the mirror. And the M is massage. So teaching women some of the professional massage techniques that I've learned as an esthetician that I've been shooting videos for that you can just take me into the bathroom with you on your phone or your tablet and, you know, just practice along the first couple of times and it's easy to remember. And it takes five minutes. So that's kind of what I came up with during this whole sort of revolution of me realizing that I didn't want to just be, like you said, Becca, you know, steaming and creaming and waxing and and, uh, working on the outside. I really wanted to figure out a way that I could connect with people on the inside because it was so simple and it was so transformative to myself. I mean, this is all, this is, I'm just sharing the journey that I went through is just to, to connect with myself. So I'm really passionate about helping women connect with themselves. Well, and I love, you know, one of the things we have in common, we've talked about this before, um, is anything we can do to lift women up and have them start anywhere near that self-love journey. And, you know, I talk about this in the book, and I, I don't know if we've talked about it or not before, Amy, because we've had some great conversations. But were you always able to, did you start with... I love and approve myself. We're able to start there. Yes. Because, you know, one of the things we talk about was like, you know, in the law of attraction, if we have a lot of momentum going in a direction that we don't want, right? If we're focusing a lot of our energy, thoughts, words um, in, uh, towards an area of our life that, and, you know, focusing on the things that we don't want, sometimes we have to go neutral or what I say is like take a, a bridge affirmation or a baby step toward that. Um, what about women who, um, and I hope I'm not throwing you a curveball here, but you know, what about women who aren't there? What about women who, that's a bullshit, that, that sets off their, their, their bullshit meter, their belief system that they don't love themselves yeah. um, coming to the mirror? How do they start? I think that's a great, great, great question because a lot of my clients are not there. And a lot of, you know, of course I could do business speak and just say, well, I'm going to connect with my tribe and I'm going to connect with women who are ready for it. But I, I, I really resonate with what you're saying because I have a lot of people that aren't there. So what I recommend is you don't have to go all, you know, full woo-woo with it. You can just start with intention. I mean, that is, that's just taking a moment and putting your hands on your face and just feeling your face. Just connect, just connect. How about that? It's just, I, I just ask my clients, instead of tr- thinking about a million things while you're putting on your skincare products and, it, you know, and you're on to the next thing and getting the kids out the door and what am I going to eat for breakfast? What about just taking a deep breath and just putting your hands on your face and just feeling your face connecting? Start there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We did a podcast that will it will actually air before this one um, with our friend Erin Brown, which you, you would love. She's I am she's at I am Erin Brown, um, and she talks about um, body positivity or or moving from a place of hating yourself to loving yourself. And she she talked about how having to go so neutral that it was like what she could say to herself was, "This is what my body looks like on Friday." And I loved that because I was like, oh, you know, sometimes we say go neutral or we 
try to figure out what but but sometimes we need somebody to hand us a script <laughs> you know what I mean sometimes we need to have somebody just give us the words or tell us what to do like just touch your face like just you know just the practice of I mean I know women who to start with the only way they touch themselves is by being mean to themselves mm. you know pinching themselves or you know I mean I really have had that experience of meeting women that you know even women that and actually especially women I was going to say even even women but I really think it's especially women because the women I meet that have done this are women that other women would look at and go she is gorgeous right mm. but they don't love themselves like that they don't see that there's some weird dysmorphic thing there is a body dysmorphic yeah. I talk and about that all the time it, we are not this is pixelated information that's coming through our eyes through the mirror we do not see we do not see ourselves oh, really? accurately I really resonate with that but I want to go back to the pinching because I have you know I've had a lot of pain and, and suffering in my life just with my personal you know upbringing and different things that have happened and you know, I can remember having so much emotional pain inside that when I would pinch myself, you know, just pinching my arm, just even lightly, and I never was like hurting myself, but it was distracting. It was transferring that pain off of the, you know, in sure. my solar plexus off to another part of my body. So it's the emotional pain that we feel and especially women because we're so sensitive, you know. We're taking in and taking on and taking in so much that um, I, I actually also wanted to mention, I never really heard that term go neutral. Um, that's not something that's in, you know, that I have been practicing or thinking about, but I really like it. And it is just, you know, just starting every day you just start fresh. Is it something like, is that kind of... Same yeah. thing. Well, in the book, I talk about it like you have to start with something you can believe. Right. Like mm -hmm. you can't, you know, you don't want to start, you can't go from, I hate, if you hate your own guts, you can't start saying, I love myself, because your bullshit meter will go, you know, yeah. it's like, no, you <laughs> that's bullshit. You're like, you know, no, your belief system yeah, will kick whatever. that right out. <clears throat> but there's a, there's a baby step in speaking, you know, baby step speaking and baby step actions, and the actions affirm the speaking. So if we start with saying, I'm, I'm starting to believe I could love myself, mm -hmm. you know, I'm open to that, I'm willing, I'm thinking it's possible, <laughs> you know, to start that conversation before we go to, I love myself, you know, yeah. because it just doesn't jive, right? And so, and it doesn't resonate with us vibrationally, since we're talking about the law of attraction, you know, what, 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 if we're holding a vibration of I hate myself, we're holding a vibration of hate at all, then we're not going to, that... Uh, words that counter that don't vibe and so we've got to find a way to find a vibe and sometimes go in neutral you know Abraham would say take a nap um, but go, going neutral gives us that space or what you and I would call making something else possible right uh, by opening up that space and then we can fill it with something else but I, I think we have to fill it with something we can believe and keep taking baby steps that direction until until we get to I can love myself because when I first hated my own guts back in the day there's no way I could have gotten to I love myself yes yeah. I, I hear you no. and I think that's why I really uh, have been drawn to using I am statements because yeah. they are such a great little bridge um, for doing affirmations exactly. because exactly. they're not they don't take a long time you don't have to say you know write out whole sentences and it can be I am starting to believe I could love myself exactly right? Exactly. And that's why I always start with I am too. And part of that is, 
you know, my teaching and my study of the word I am and that, you know, Jack Canfield says it's a direct link to the brain to, to do a command in his mm-hmm. book, The Success Principles. He says that. Um, other people say that it's evoking God or the universe. Um, from the Bible, from that Moses mm-hmm. story where, Bible, where Moses says, I am that I ask God, who are you? And God says, I yes. am that I am. And so either way, at this point, it has, it, it, if, and again, if you believe it, it is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so since we believe I am as powerful, it is. And so I always start with I am as well. And I use a lot of I am statements um, to start, and starting with things like I am open. You know, I am willing. I am starting to. I am. I can. You know, I'm. I'm able to see now that this is possible. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But I do appreciate the the physical recommendation that you made to Amy of like actually putting your hands on your face. Because yeah. um, as you were saying that, I'm thinking of it. You know, like I touch my face twice a day every day yes. when I'm washing my face. But I don't think I touch my face. So you're already yes. Does that make sense? Already- you are already doing it two like times zoned. a day. I realized I could easily, I could easily introduce just a little bit of intentionality to that time and make huge shifts in women's. Um, just the, you know, you're investing a little bit in yourself. It's not like oh, you should start a yoga practice, at, you know, an hour a morning or do 20 minutes of meditation. That seems overwhelming, but just to touch it's, your it face, is. It's overkill. you know, that is like. That's a baby That's a step. Baby. You're already doing <laughs> yeah. it. So. Yeah. You're already doing yeah, it. Already doing yeah. It. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it, you know, in the, in the, I'm just, as, as you were saying that, I was picturing myself kind of in my morning routine of like washing my face or whatever. And, you know, I'm thinking, I don't think I look at myself. Like, I don't think I look at myself. Like, I think that it's like that kind of glazed over yeah. perspective. Not like, um, you know, I've recently, like, lost a bunch of weight, and it wasn't, and, and, like, Jay was, like, one time was, like, finally, like, have you looked at your body in a while? <laughs> you know, like, Becca, come on. And so, it was, like, literally, I realized that, like, I saw, like, when I, even when I looked in a full-length mirror, I really wasn't, like, looking at myself. I was just sort of seeing past myself to make sure I didn't have, like, you know, food on my chin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like to take that intentional part of it and like really feel what your face looks like, you know, feel your face is such a beautiful thing to think about in terms of like getting to know yourself. Absolutely. Better. And it's really, especially if women are having um, fear of aging, it's important for me to communicate to women that right now, is your 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 you're your best self today right now like really check it out this is you and if you stop looking in the mirror when you're 35 and then when you turn 51 all of a sudden you did look in the mirror and you were like oh my gosh what happened here and then you start yeah. <laughs> going like, oh my gosh, I need Botox, I need a facelift, when did this neck waddle happen? But if I can get you to look in the mirror every day and use the right ingredients and to penetrate those ingredients with some super easy massage moves and to look and just to affirm yourself in the mirror, you're not going to go through that shock. You're going to just be loving each 
you know, each decade, each year, because you're connected. I also like the idea of having, you know, what is the story that we, you know, we're always investigating the story that we're telling about ourselves or a story, you know, that we have about ourselves and our lives. And coming from a perspective of taking the time to be kind to yourself, because I think that's what you're asking here, is like you're touching your skin, and if you're going to massage your skin, you're going to use these ingredients. I mean, this is self-care at its basic but most beautiful because it's just what a nice gesture of being loving yeah, it's investing in, it's investing ourself, in yourself right five minutes of a, of a loving investment which i would assert would start your day telling the story about yourself and your life in a very powerful what a great way to start your day right yeah yeah huh. well it's interesting to me is um you know and maybe you can talk talk to this a little bit. You know, you said kind of being raised in the hippie environment. And I, you know, was kind of, that was, I, I was, you know, went through that kind of phase in my life as well, just personally. But, and there was always this like, um, and I think that it's still really prevalent even now. It's coming forward more just in like the everyday world of, you know, not, um, there's ego involved with taking care of yourself or ego involved with wearing makeup and like you look so much better without all that crap on your face or you know like why would you spend that amount of money just to make sure you don't have wrinkles like just age gracefully and we're all going to be old you know there's this whole thing that's out there where it's like almost judgment of of self-care. I mean, and, and I guess... We're calling like, it vanity. Yeah, right? calling it, yeah. So what is your thought around that? I mean, especially coming from an environment where it was, you know, very, like, natural and, and, and earthy and that kind of thing. And then going into, you know, a, a industry that has a lot of... Yeah, a lot of... You know, vanity um, around it. Well, I think of, this is a totally great question and something that I, I did struggle with. And if you look at my journey, I ended up kind of coming full circle to be bringing it back into the inside because I think that vanity and self-care are just, you know, there's just a very fine line and they're, you know, two sides of the mirror. And what the, what the real deciding point of, of between the distinction between the two is if you're using it to make yourself feel better because you have no self-esteem and you believe that you're getting all of your validation from the outside or if you're really using it as an opportunity to validate yourself and to take care of this beautiful temple that is your body. So um, I certainly think that that made a big impact on me and I just wasn't going to be content enough to work on people's outsides and work on vanity anymore. I actually retired from being a makeup artist at the top of my game, I pulled a Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I I just actually was printed in Martha Stewart's Weddings magazine, one of my brides, the year that I quit doing it. I just could not work on people's outsides anymore. Um, so I think that growing up in that environment did make a big impact on me. Having said that, if you um, you know meet me in person, I'm 46 years old. I don't have Botox or fillers, and I look really really good and <laughs> I love it you and I am good I've seen your picture beautiful because it makes me feel good and I love inspiring other women that 
being beautiful is something that's attainable for them if that's something that they want because mm-hmm. it's all about what we want and our desires and I really believe you know that we are just like plants in a garden some of us need you know different kinds of nutrition some need more light some need more this some have showy flowers some like to be you know a little bit more shrubby and it's all you know it's all good it just depends on you know who you are I think that's a great answer I mean I think that that's one of those things that you know as even we go through the work that we're doing and doing you know um you know, transformation work and and even law of attraction is that I think that there's this pushback in some ways where it's like um, there's a selfishness to it or that, um, you know, you're fo- so focused on your yourself that, like, shouldn't you care more about what I, other people I, are I thinking agree. and doing? I mean, and, it's, you know, it's really prevalent in the this, in I think, that kind of... You know, I don't know what we, I don't, I hate to put labels on things, but um, growing up in that environment, you do see, I like to call them the conscious, unconscious conscious. You know, it's like, I used to make this joke, we have this natural food store um, that is really small, and I used to make a joke, you know, I couldn't go in there because the people that would be in there would be like squatting in the aisle, gathering their produce. And if you try to get by them in the aisle, they would shoot you a dirty look. (laughs) 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 I don't know if that makes any, any sense, but it's sort of like, you know, the guy JP Sears um, series. I don't know if you've seen him on Facebook, but he, he he makes these funny um, videos about how, how to be gluten intolerant or, you know. Yes. How, oh, my God. I love to, him. We're going to have to link him in the show notes. It's hilarious. The world of essential oils or how to, you know, how to be really super, super conscious by taking beautiful yoga pictures of yourself. So I think that, you know, that, that this industry and this, not industry, but, you know, we can all laugh at ourselves and not take everything so seriously. It's just really about how you're being in the world and, and how you're showing up for other people that makes the difference. Right. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, and you know, you, you and I obviously have this uh, love of connecting women to their inside. My book is called Lean Inside on Purpose. <laughs> That's my goal is to have women connect to their the inside of them and know that they have everything inside of them to do and be whatever they want. And, um, and so I want to, if it's okay, uh, steer you a little bit to, you know, you've had your own business for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, 12 years. Yeah. 12 years of being an entrepreneur and I love coaching entrepreneurs. I love working with uh, women entrepreneurs and part of uh, Beck and I's commitment is to speak a little bit to, you know, powerful entrepreneurs like you who have, um, you know, been doing it a while so that um, our listeners know, especially those who are jumping off and starting their own businesses and or women who are running businesses and maybe haven't been doing it as long, um, you know, what is it to do the work of transformation inside being an entrepreneur? How does that serve your business? How does the law of attraction serve your business? How do you keep one foot in front of the other in the face of being afraid? Because that's what we do and we're entrepreneurs. We're afraid sometimes. Oh, you know, like yeah. All of that stuff. I mean, like, I, how, do you, how do you do the work um, that then shows up in, your, in being successful in your business? Well, I think just if you do believe in the law of attraction, traction and you do practice leaning inside then um 
sorry, there was some, some dog action out there. Got a little distracted. Then you just have to, you have to lean on that every single time you get afraid. Every time. I mean, I'm launching a 10 product product line with the sales funnel and I'm doing all of the, you know, I'm doing all of the stuff you learn on online, how to be successful. And I'm, I'm completely out of capital right now. So I had to write up an emergency business plan and I had to do sales projections and I don't like to do any of that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm creative. I like to twinkle around my garden making magic. Um, but when I get into that fear space, that's when you, you know, you buckle down and you have the discipline. I just, I just back to that old book. I don't know who read it, wrote it, but feel the fear and do it anyway. I probably, I probably have to say that to myself 10 times a day. Feel the fear, but do it anyway. And ask for help. You have to ask for help. Um, you know, I don't need to put up a GoFundMe. What I'm going to do is call my local business organization, you know, a local score or in your town, there's going to be somebody who practices, you know, small business help, small business administration. You call them. Somebody will help you. You have to learn your numbers. You have to know about money. You, it's not enough to think that things are just going to roll in. You have to have some nuts and bolts information. So I just feel the fear, and I do it anyway. I ask for help every single day. And don't you also, I mean, pointing to um, how you believe it will go is how it will go, right? How you think it will go is how it's going to go. Um, one of the things you said to me when we first met and you, you started to talk about this story earlier. You were listening to a podcast, and I was on it, and you pulled over <laughs> the side of the road. But when you met me and you bought my book and then you sent me an email and we talked, And but one of the things you said to me was, every day I get in my car and I say to the universe something like, the podcast I'm supposed to. Oh hear yes, I use. I use. Yeah, will you share yeah. share a little about so that? So I use podcasting as like an oracle. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. I have. I'm obsessed with podcasting, and in I've kind of, you know, down the road once I launch everything else, I would like to be a podcaster myself. I am so connected with so many amazing people in my industry. I would love to be the Oprah of the skincare industry and, and, you know, mm -hmm. in, and inter you. interview yeah. all these, these greats of the, of the skincare industry. But when I found out about podcasting, I was like, Oh my gosh. So you mean I get, when I drive, I get to listen to experts from around the world. You got to be kidding me. So I've got all the podcasts that I love on there and I don't have any rhyme or reason. I just kind of scroll through and whatever one calls to me, I listen to it. And invariably, I just have some humongous aha. And it was um, the Being Boss podcast that I listened to, Jay. And I had just come back from a conference and was driving home from San Francisco. And it's the four-hour drive. And it's a beautiful drive through the Redwoods. And I just, I love to listen to podcasts while I do that drive. And I just, the minute I heard Jay's voice, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is, this I have to know this guy. <laughs> so yes, I use it like an oracle and it's amazing. I just listened to a podcast this morning um, from Smart Passive Income, Pat Flynn, who's an online marketing guru, and he had a great guy on about um, content marketing that I needed to hear about, about how to, you know, how to do great, great blogging. And um, so, yeah. I recommend it because the world is our oyster. The internet has made it so we could connect with everybody from around the world. And I find that really great thought leaders and great business people, we want to share our information, right? 
you guys want. Right. It doesn't cost you any money to listen to a podcast, but it costs you money to, pr- to produce it. Not only does it cost money, it costs time. But it's like being a go-giver. You're just putting it back out. And I just think that that is amazing. And, you know, if you had it that nothing makes a difference, no matter what I do, yeah. <laughs> do you get that? You know, that's what I'm trying to point to is that you believe that when you put on a podcast, it's going to make a difference. Absolutely. and You have an intention that, you know, and I say this all the time, in business, it, just like everything else, it's how you believe it will go is how it will go. And so if you're speaking that this, whatever podcast next is going to be the right and perfect one, yeah, that's what you're creating. Mm-hmm. So then therefore yes, it is. Yes, I love it. And that's the magic of the world. And I just wake up every morning with that thought is like, wow, can't wait to see what the day brings me. Nice. Heck yeah. That's, uh, we have a, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Pam Grout. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, she yeah. wrote at E Squared, and she has the, you know, wake up with gratitude on your lips um, thought process, and I think that that's something, too, that I just love, and she's actually going to be um, on the on our podcast as well. We've got an interview with her, so um, talk, we talked a little bit about that, about, you know, waking up and, in just the moment that you wake up knowing that everything that you have ahead of you that day is possible, you know, it's all possible. Um, and as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm, I started my own um, business about a year ago. Um, and you know, I don't think that I would have, I know, I don't think I know that I would not have been as successful without doing this work on a, you know, day in and day out basis and really flexing my muscle around being intentional and having those I am statements and, and making those goals and being grateful and, and, you know, being open to opportunity. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I think it's, it's a amazing thing to have people who sort of have just naturally created their businesses with that as part of it. It, w- it sounds like for you, it was sort of always a part of what the process that you went through as you started 12 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. And I also want to mention that um, I've had huge business failures. My first, my first business I had, I had a partner that was a multimillionaire that ended up suing me. Somebody who, who had so much money that everybody told me I would be, you know, I would be ruined and I'd lose my house and I'd lose everything. Um, I have had, you know, I alluded to my husband having a big, uh, you know, a big issue. I have been through, I've had to close a big business. I've had employees steal my ideas. I mean, I have been through some big, big, big upsets. And I guess I'm mentioning this because the other part of the intentionality and, you know, looking for the possibilities is being able to review the things that are happening and look through. I use the glasses of that. Everything is happening to me for a reason. All It's all in divine order. I just, I just like to marvel looking back and going, thank you for that experience. If I hadn't been sued by those multimillionaires and I hadn't realized that I could stand up against people like that, that gave me such a huge muscle. That gave me a business degree, a college degrees worth of business knowledge in two years. If I hadn't gone through what I'd gone through with my husband, I wouldn't know who my real friends are. Thank you. You know, if I have a, even if I have a problem during the day, 
a client, you know, complaining about a product or something that didn't happen right. Thank you. You know, just always having gratitude for even something that can be perceived as a negative. It's like if you do, going back to what Jay said, have that belief that everything is in divine order, that in itself can also be transformative because it's not going to be sunshine and roses being an entrepreneur. It's a scary thing and you're going to have failures. You're going to be have people that don't like you and you're going to have people that push up against what you're trying to do. And I mean, I think that, that the, that's so important to talk about because it's not all hearts and flowers and <laughs> you're going to have days where you just want to pull the covers up over your head. And some days you should pull the covers up over your head. But that's what I love about the idea that with progress, not perfection and never quitting, you can't, first of all, we're never, this process of transformation, we're never done and, and we can't get it wrong. Um, as long as we have that focus on, you know, one foot in front of the other and, and following our intention to be powerful and be who we want to, how we want to show up in the world. It, it, we never know how it's going to turn out, mm-hmm. but it's always better than we thought. And sometimes we have to hit that contrast that then, boy, if we can be grateful for the contrast, that's a muscle. That's a huge yeah. muscle. Yeah. I mean, and that's something you've got a big muscle around. And I think also having an end vision, have it spending some time, whether that's journaling or writing yourself a letter or just really knowing it's hard to, you know, if you have a vision and you know, you have, a, a mission. It was listening to um, Napoleon Hill's work um, and reading his books that I really, you know, quite some time ago wrote out a vision and a mission statement and my definite purpose in the world. And I know that my definite purpose in the world is to share tools, te- techniques, tips, products, services, and experiences with women around the world so they can feel their most beautiful on the inside and out. That's how, why I was put on the earth. So really nothing can get me off of that. It doesn't really matter if things upset me during the day because I can just relax knowing that that's what I was put here to do and everything else yeah. is just contrast. Yes. And so and thank you for acknowledging my muscle because I have a huge contrast muscle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You've even shocked me with your... <laughs> <laughs> right? What about oh, yeah. that letter that I got? Yeah, that never ended up being yeah. anything. It was just like, right. do you want to share about that? Well, my husband was involved in a uh, federal conspiracy case that he was um, really not, not, he was peripherally involved, but that's, that's, our, that's our conspiracy law in the United States. You can, um, you can get into huge trouble if you just know somebody or introduce somebody to somebody else. So um, he was found, you know, he took a plea and he got probation. And when we got our sentence, the judge said, well, we know you didn't have anything to do with it and that you had no monetary gain. So the only fee that you're going to have to pay is $100 for, you know, some special fund. And so we went about our day, you know, and then that, that segment of our life was over. Uh, fast forward on to, you know, fast forward three years later, um, right in the middle of me trying to go through this huge shift because what I'm doing is launching a national skincare brand and I'm introducing some personal development and law of attraction techniques to the uh, skincare industry, which really hasn't been done before. So it's a huge shift and um, it's taken a lot of fortitude and a lot of money and a lot of resources that I'm just manifesting day by day. And so uh, 
along comes a letter in the mail saying that um, my husband and I needed to remit a check in the amount of $16,686,000. And it actually, <laughs> yeah, it actually had a return envelope. you got to stop for a minute. Wait, 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 wait let's, okay. $16 million? Right. That's what I said, remember? $16 million six hundred eighty six thousand dollars yeah and it actually so you called and then you called me had a return envelope included (laughs) oh yes i'm just gonna sit down and write this check (laughs) no problem no problem so (laughs) stick a stamp on it so i called jay i i texted him and you know we're not what we've never met and i'm really delicate with his time i don't want to over you know i know he's kind of a big cheese and i i don't want to like take up a lot of his time but i just thought I can't think, I think of 16 one. million. <laughs> I can't think of one person that could help me right now, but Jay. And so I texted him and I said, "Do you happen to have five minutes?" And he said, "Yeah, you know." And so he called me a couple hours later. He said, "I have 15 minutes." And I said, "I just have to. I know that this is just completely a humongous test from the universe, but my body feels like it's going to like explode. I, I mean, I'm actually like frozen inside. I was just like, I physically was just like going through so many emotions." And, and so we just sort of talked it through and I just was like, I knew that I knew in my mind that this was just a letter that was sent to him erroneously because we had already gotten the sentence from the judge and there was going to be no financial restitution. But boy, was that a huge test. And then, and then, and then, then it just, I was, you know, of course I had to go down the momentum of like, you know, all sorts of other things and meltdown. And I just had, I was in full meltdown, spilling tea on myself, breaking my cell phone, crying. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong that day was going wrong. But what Jay and I finally came up with as a real way to kind of reframe it was, wow, I get to play on a stage where even having a $16 million is like, you know, that's, I'm in that new, I'm up leveling now to an area where I could even talk about writing a $16 million check. And I was oh, yeah. like, wow, that's kind of cool. Well, and, and here's the yeah. thing that I want to get you to get. I mean, because talk about flexing your muscle. And this is something that part of this is, is all of the training you've done all your life and the training that you and I have in common, but it took 15 minutes. I mean, I didn't have more than 15 minutes, and that's all we took. It took 15 minutes on the phone to get you to possibility and to get you. I'm not kidding. That's Becca amazing. just gave me a look. <laughs> she just gave me a look like, what? She I'm got not kidding. $16 million. It took her 15 that's minutes amazing. before we were talking divine order, all is well, this is nothing, you can handle. I mean, it was like, and I don't even remember what the shift was, but we, we definitely got into the divine order conversation pretty quickly. Yeah. And within 15 minutes, she was good. Yep. She was like, I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm got, in fact, and she invented this possibility or created this yeah. view, this perception that, holy crap, I can handle somebody asking me for $16 million. I must be playing with the big boys. Yep. And that, and that was fantastic. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just think that minutes. that, yeah. That's so, that's and that's the thing. Not everybody that would have you know that could have been the law of attraction. Somebody. What what is that thing called where you get the like the, the award? Award. <laughs> We're gonna give awards out. You win <laughs> the fastest. Getting <laughs> off it. You win the fastest getting off it in America. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, no, but you did, and I mean, and that's. But I also love I where you got to. I mean, I also love where you took it. It wasn't like, well, this isn't gonna be real. This is a mistake. 
this I mean that's not what like really moved you to being able to reframe it the you what moved you to reframe it was your own power and your own like putting yourself into this place where you know you are so incredible and you're on this path to being in a place where 16 million dollars is like okay somebody sued me for 16 million dollars you know okay like that's a possibility I think that that's so much that's such an incredible way to look at it versus even just the you know wishing it away well and and a distinction from that versus getting through it yeah you know what I mean because there is that world of we just gotta grind it out and get through it and that's what I think that you're a great example of, Amy, is that you don't just grind it out and get through it. Like, you transform it. I transform it, and I just, I'm always looking for the gift. And I also just sort of have the sense that I am living in, in a hologram and that these are just sort of things that pop in and out. And isn't the, I just have a lot of curiosity about my life and who shows up and what shows up and what could it mean and the power of telling a different story. I love it. Brilliant. Well, we are starting to come up here on an hour, and so I want to yeah, kind of cover a couple of things before we're done. And one of them is at the end of um, each of our podcasts, um, I ask the question of our interviewee, if you had... Um, one thing that you could tell our listeners, sort of in this world, in this, in this doing the work, what is one thing that you, they could be doing right now um, that would really keep them in the process? What is one thing that you would recommend um, to keep them doing the work? Just one thing. I think I'm going to have to go back to just touch your face, men and women alike. Just connect in the mirror with your, look at yourself in the mirror and just connect with you and just try you know don't you don't have to have a a big meditation practice or anything other than just taking a few deep breaths and connecting with yourself perfect yeah and i will be doing that this evening when i wash my face i'm very excited i'm looking forward to it yay (laughs) that's great and then um i've already done this a little bit amy but at the end of the podcast i uh would like if you'd indulge me to acknowledge you um, I, from the second you ever reached out to me, there's been an energy coming from you that I adore and love. And we didn't even talk about it. We, uh, you know, one of the reasons that you connected with me is you want to do more and reach out and have events where women connect. And so we are in the process of creating a, doing a lean inside Mendocino, right? Yes. Um, taking my seminar, which is lean inside seminar. Uh, basically directly out of my book and gathering women together in the beautiful Mendocino, California. And we set a date, which is October 22nd. And by the time we launch this, you'll be able to go to my site and sign up for that. Um, But, you know, your commitment to serve women, to have women lean inside, um, to be a stand for women connecting to their insides and loving themselves just it it inspires me to no end so I want to acknowledge you and appreciate you for that but but more importantly I want to acknowledge you for being a leader of transformation in the sense that you're always doing the work yourself like you're not asking anybody to do something you haven't already done like you're doing the work you're constantly transforming anything that's in your way of what you want to create and that is so beautiful and so powerful so I just want to love and appreciate you um, for being that person in the world. So thank you, my friend. Well, I receive that with great love and gratitude and admiration as well. Well, so how can we find you? How can our listeners, um, they have now are 
chomping at the bit to buy all of your products. Um, I know I am. Um, so tell me how we can shoot, where can we send people? Well, you can visit me at loveamyskin.com and find out more about me and my products. And I'm actually launching, uh, what I'm calling my Trinity of serums, the age, the ageless radiance collection. And it is three serums, awakened vitamin C, ageless peptide and a new vitamin A. And I've got a special um, kind of pre-sale offer for all your listeners. And that can be found at loveamyskin.com slash ageless radiance. Nice. Wonderful. Well, we will put that on our show notes for sure to link everybody up. And then are you on Facebook and Instagram and I'm, and I'm, I'm everywhere at Love Amy Skin. And I've actually started Snapchatting. I'm, nice. I'm I love a, Snapchat. I'm a Gen Xer who is going to Snapchat. So um, I'm, awesome. I'm calling it behind the brand and giving a little backstage pass to uh, what I do on a daily basis and kind of giving you some little glimpses into um, my magical, my magical world. Oh, I love it. Well, I will definitely. So is it? Um, it's Love Amy Skin across the board on all of my okay, social perfect. media. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. My it's been pleasure. so amazing to get to know you. I, Jay told me that you were incredible, and I trusted him, and now I'm in love so, as well. So, <laughs> Well, let's keep the conversation going back. And if you ever want any um, assistance or advice on your skin, I'd be happy to jump on a call with you at no charge, of course. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're gonna yeah yes let's talk about let's talk about, I love to get into people's bathrooms I want to I want to find out what you're doing and what you have putting on your skin oh I love it <laughs> that sounds perfect that's next all okay. right well uh thank you so much for joining us today Thanks, and Amy. everybody go look love Amy's skin and we'll talk soon okay bye bye-bye bye. for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you're just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, Whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Thanks for joining us.